G'day punters, I'm doing Albany form, but these guys are here to talk to you about a deep dive on Caulfield and Doombin. Smooth. <laughs> Disappointed, isn't he? Welcome to the deep dive. Uh, plenty of racing, lots of good stuff. A few familiar trends, a few familiar faces as well here. Shane Curlio, I was calling you Shirleyo on our Sydney show, I apologise for that, pronouncing your name wrong. And Jack Dickens, hard to mispronounce that. Boys, big weekend, lots of winners. How good's following us? Uh, it's been a incredible week for the for the team. Uh, profitable, fat, very pleasant. Still the usual amount of sickness and robbery and <laughs> you know hard luck stories, but we're going really really well. We're trending in the right way. Everyone's sort of working together really really well, and I reckon we're just getting warm. Hopefully. Shane? Uh, yes. If I was you, I'd want to be following me too. Um, <laughs> no, I think we've been able to... Uh, I think I feel like we're always learning, always evolving. I've certainly learned some really harsh lessons. You know, I went, went through a bit of a slump, you know, three or four months ago and just continue to sort of get a bit of bad luck but didn't feel like I was betting bad, but... We're all sharing, you know, ideas on inter on the interpretation of data and race shape and things like that, and particularly speed mapping, um, the data that we have been able to take from punning form and, and massage it. That you know, as a group, it seems to be going very well and in the right direction for sure. And um, yeah, I reckon we're on a we're on a bit of a roll anyway, team wise. That's for sure. Yeah, we might do that at some stage. Go through little individual lessons, especially as we come up towards winter. Less to talk about. We might do like a lesson of the week or something. We'll try and. So a few educational bits and bobs, so watch this space, potentially. But let's start at Caulfield, because how do I describe this, Dico? Like, we've seen a few pretty ordinarily run races. They've gone slow and farcically slow in a couple. All right. <laughs> um, just winter... It's hard to cop. I'm glad we're not going back there for at least this Saturday. Um, I've had enough of it. I, I'm even over the members, which I was, you know, rapping two weeks ago. Like every single race, at least at least half of the the joint I'm in has backed the winner. I find that like belief. You know, you, you just know a couple of thousand or whatever you've done, and then you just. Oh, Oh, shut the fuck up. You can't have been on that thing. You're... How? Anyway. Um, yeah. Looking forward to getting away from that for a bit. Mr. Moosh, race three. I think we start there. Fascinating setup. Lloyd Williams, Silks. Lockie King missed the memo because this thing was 14s into 7s. Some Shorter at some joints. Uh, good go to the exchange. And Lockie sat three wide no cover the entire... 800 metres <laughs> it ran 14th um, which was probably last uh, wonder what the tactic what, what, would, what would have the plan been from the gate I think be positive but and this is to Lockie's defence yeah this is the fastest they've gone all day for mm. whatever reason <laughs> they just decided in the room to light this one up and <laughs> poor Lockie was left out on the limb there because if he does go forward and sits 1A one, like, one 
he probably cooks the horse even harder than he's already cooking it. But he was three-wide cast, Lockie. So you, just an awful situation for a young rider who's his best is pretty good, but his his worst is awful, and he's you know does a lot of, of both at the moment. Um, the money for this horse, though, first ever start in Oz, tells you there must be some sort of wrap on it, um, and you can obviously forgive it three wide cast the trip. So, uh, marking it as a horse probably with some ability just off the money, and uh, and obviously with the ride, forgiving it. I thought the ride of the, the the winner on this in this race, Ben Allen, his ride, he's riding well. Yeah, this is barrier three. He got off the fence early. Then when they started to see that for whatever stupid reason there was a lot of riders three wide in a three wide line even though it's an 800 meter race and they're going really really fast he was able to get into that line and just tow into the race beautifully i thought it was a really really mature ride from ben allen who's riding really well um blue ocean was like fives out to tens but they, they couldn't lay it on the exchange i don't doubt they could lay it in the ring it was just friendless um i don't know what that means moving forward the horse is completely blessed in run but it wasn't probably meant to win so what do you do i was going to say didn't blue ocean was it at Sandown? i remember it was pretty firm in the market settled back made a really good sustained run off a fast tempo race it didn't rate particularly well in punting form starter but there was a few little positives there wasn't it do you reckon we backed it last start and it, and it hemorrhaged and then went shit house no, I think no, that was it. Was, it was that Sandown, I think. I reckon we backed another horse in that race, not it. Maybe we backed it. I can't remember. Hang on, I'll get, I'll get the race up. I'll know what I bet. And then it obviously went to Adelaide last start. No, uh, we backed Trench Warfare. Uh, okay. It was a, they were in the same silks that race. Yeah, it's come out yeah. of that race and improved his figure, run third, and then improved his figure dramatically here and, and, and won. Yep. There's not a lot of form out of that race yet, and the, the rest of that's come out, it's not very flash. I don't know what you do with that sort of... Like you said, off-season, staying race, probably don't need to get too too wrapped up in it. Um... Yeah. Yeah, I think they're all numbers, be careful. Race yeah. four... Um, Credit to Laura Lafferty, who Peter's been a huge fan of since day dot. Um, Curly and I sort of focus more on their riding ability as opposed to their social media. She she gets into it. Oh, she's fit and strong, but um, her patience and uh, ability to not like not shit herself here. There was like a bit of a fight for for spots in this race, and she she took the one one. And when you look at the the data that's come through, I, I don't know if we're giving it too much credit or we give them. We always give him too much credit, but she's nailed this race to the clock. Um, strong in the finish. Imagine if you hadn't ridden a winner in the city you know, ever, and then you were just about to, and you hear Damon Oliver coming over your fucking right hand shoulder. You'd... She would have had every emotion here, but she she got the job done. Um, I didn't love the par- I didn't hate the parade. I think there was a horse in this race that I loved, and I and I veered off this horse, which I was gonna be with. Najma. Yeah, Najma for Jai and uh, Wayne, Michael and John Hawks, Peter. Yes. Very, very nice parade. Elite walker, this thing. Proper mover. Uh, a good ride from Jai, who, don't know what he did to the thing in race two, prior to Jenny, where he sat four or five wide on the horse that we thought would lead, and he sat last. 
a little bit like what I did to the last horse there at Cranbourne on Friday night, which we didn't miss either. Um, yeah, but he gave this thing a great ride, this Naj Marge thing, um, but not as good as Laurel Lafferty. Plaquette flying. Uh, I think you can follow it with confidence. I think the rest of these are, are slightly limited. Sweet Sue might have been the horse that was three or four wide cast the trip. You can forgive it. Um, but I reckon it's an okay race, this. Nice tempo to, to build off. It's probably the race that stands out, isn't it? When you're just going through the data, having that cursory glance, looking at the the splits and so forth, it's the one that stands out to me. Yeah. yeah. Second, so, second horse, Stiff or not? Or did you feel it had its chance? I think Stiff, the way Caulfield played, I know I saw a couple of people, but they got vested interest to be positive. We don't. The, the track favoured on-pace horses, there's no doubt about it. Um, we've seen an array of tempos. I don't think anything won from that far back apart from in the staying races which is a different sort of kettle of fish mm. uh, I, I thought Plaquette wasn't suited but it's never going to be you know with a track favouring on pace horses and most tracks do favour on pace horses because it's a it's a like a it's, you've got to try and get to the finish line first and you're in front of them mm. <laughs> halfway through the event so oh, I thought it went good really good Plaquette but probably entitled to not, not entitled to go as good as it went what about the? Um, I'm just firing a couple of questions here without notice. Um, Hawks horse being a good walker is something that you've said a lot. That's just that's just John buying the right horses, isn't it? Yeah, the right and types. Being, like they, and no. being able to buy whatever one they want. Yeah, helps. They buy they buy a good horse, no doubt. But the horse has gone pretty good. Like when I sort of review, I suppose buying buying putting the polish on them, but. You know that that meme or that gif? No. Trying not to laugh. Yeah, well, he's, I, I think they've got a trucking business, you know. I think they just do the horses for fun. No idea. Anyway, well, they, their horses run a peak figure, or the best that's run in the last four starts. If it's had any starts prior to that, I'm not sure. Looking at this data page I'm looking at. Um, it's gone good. Just run into two horses that are going a little bit better. Yeah, Trepidatious was in very good condition. It looked like it was in the right spot. It looked like it was almost going to win or going to, you know, the turn you think, oh, here we go. But it probably just, you know, first time trying to sprint with a few that were, as you said, a bit more seasoned. Like, it's probably still just improving. So look for mm. maybe next prep or blah, yeah. blah, blah. Pistol was on track there on Saturday. Punners, if you're wondering why he's got those opinions, he, he was watching him as much as I was. Getting the mail upstairs. Yeah. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, I want to just briefly touch on the next race because in terms of narrative and so forth, how did Zara get away with such a lead on such an even tempo? Like most of these have gone well and truly very slow and Zara is just basically going at normal speed. It was... Well, do you want the honest answer? Yeah, sure. Sheer incompetence. There it is. The inability to count would be my guess. Because... Experience or inability? Well, there was the rider of uh, the 13 and the 9, maybe the 4. That was like, you know, the next line of horses behind, behind Mark Zara. So... Now, we don't ride horses, so don't get up me. Right, this is my opinion. 
But I'd assume that it's not sort of up to the the riders of like Winsome, Curran, Melbourne Storm, Tidius, all of Brighton, stylish enough to, to come out, go around and take off after Mark. You'd assume it's sort of up to the guys who are behind him, guys and girls. Now, the 13 was Bo Mertens. The 9 was Stackhouse. The 9's run last, so I don't think it wanted to go any faster than it was going. Um, and Mark the Mark was first up. And it was Jay Mott. And he sat three wide, no cover. Um, I, I don't know what to do here. I just... It just shits me. It was a great bet, but was it a great bet? Like, I certainly wouldn't want to take what they took near the jump. This yeah. thing was off a cliff. Um, we had backed all of Brighton at about $7.50 with deductions. It was about $6.80 our, our ticket. Uh, this thing was just it just hemorrhaged all morning. It was, it was $4 about 9 a.m. It started two ninety. It started about three ten. The exchange. It was rock, rock solid. I was expecting this thing's gonna get worse in midfield, and it's got Madison Lloyd on. We just had a another young apprentice rider winner. Certainly, the the old sort of the old blokes who can't cop a three kilo climber in the city. They don't dictate the market. That's what we've learned here. <laughs> Curly, are you one of them? Of course, I am. I well, had. I add 50 metres. Yeah, well, fuck. Depends, actually. I'd, I'd multiply the the, the provincial claim multiplied by the city claim multiplied by 10 metres. <laughs> and that's how disadvantaged they are. Well, I don't know why Madison slowed the horse down in that middle stage, but it was slow away, and um, it wasn't as good as other horses through the line. Curran had form... Like ran second and was back to beat Litchfield County at Sandown previously. Litchfield County went out and ran third to Montessori there at, uh, at Morhaville last weekend. So there was some form there. I might have spoken about that on the previous show, sort of hearing myself speak there. But um, Nice little touch-up, Curran Late. Yeah. Nice little touch-up. Um, you know, top 950, I think, and SP7, 7. Yeah, well, it was the only other horse they wanted to be with, wasn't 30. it? Last five minutes, it was nine fifty into seven dollars. Yeah, this is definitely where the only other horse they wanted. They were right. Um, you have to excuse my ignorance here. Where where was where was it was expected to be in run all of Brighton and compared I to expected all settled? of Brighton to settle um, to settle outside of or inside of Winsome. So where Curham settled, I expected Curham to settle Coffin. Outside of inside of um, fucking stupid name, hot water maybe or yeah. okay to pay. Hot water is number thirteen, yeah. but it just didn't work out like that. Um, Winsome's got gone awful off that strong SP in the in the better race, which was the which was a current form line. That SP is just wrong. It, it it had a dominant SP over a stack of these. Uh, that, and that was versus Litchfield County, so you can tie it in that way for the form sort of nerds out there, like us. It doesn't make any sense, Winston. The drift was off. there. Uh, and I thought um, just Did as... Did Winston run to, a, to market expectation? It was very soft, wasn't it? Mm. Um, like really, really soft and just they couldn't lay it. Couldn't get enough on it. Um, what do you make of Tidius? 
Titus, which was an elite parade, I thought, Peter, or an elite type. I think there's it falls into the same category as we've seen quite a few over maybe the last 10 days or so on track for the bull or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Like you'd, you'd be wary if it turned up in one of those races and there was market support for it because there wasn't really any great market support for it on the day, was there? No. So you're, just, you're basically just looking at a few of these going parade, tick, you know. But it's just going to be the case of an elite trainer because there's yeah. nothing to, there's nothing in this race that says back me next start. Yeah, I mean, too close to sun's probably the same. Yesterday, three wide, no cover, just bizarre sort of non-ride in a sense. And uh, you know, but had that good parade, good platform, fast run race, and we'll probably turn around and do something next start. Yes and no, though. Tidius was four sixty out to six bucks. Yeah. Too close to sun was was backed. Yeah, I I think. That market would be expecting it to probably push on to lead, so to speak, as opposed to trying to take a sit, which I know they tried. Was its previous start at Mooney Valley or something like that? Or was yeah. It Caulfield, and they tried to take a sit there. It's just, it's clearly a horse that needs to be rolling uh, comfortably out in front for me. Well, I suppose, though, from a personal point of view, the, the biggest grey up I have is, is like, what do I do with these young riders? On, on horses that are going to settle worse than midfield. Because like, well, we've taken a great price, but we've taken a great price, girls. Yeah. Well, you just have to wear it then. I, I think you just have to, to wear it. Yeah, well, I suppose. I don't know. Like, if you're not mapping it mid, if you're not mapping it behind mid, if you're mapping it forward of midfield with the apprentice on, yeah. you bet. If you're mapping it behind midfield and you're adding some on and it's still a bet on price you can bet yeah well and that's and that's that's, that's, that it's going to work relevant too because um i penalize them a lot on back markers this horse all of brighton like i marked it 380 yeah so on the early markets it's a huge bet but come the jump it was almost a lay I'd current eight forty. Would it jump? Yes, yes. I sort of missed the price late, but I could have. In I think in hindsight, I'm gonna I'm gonna build more positions in, in races like that where I'm scared of what might happen tactically in the run. If I'm lucky enough to be in a strong position like I was. Yeah. Fair. I think that's a good way of describing it. Building a position. Anything else you want to talk about at the, the Heath? No, not particularly. Uh, there's obviously no data yet for Flemington, so we'll give that a, a miss uh, because we could probably go through every race. and. We will talk about time. this more so in Queensland, but just just for reference, uh, Yonkers for C. Waller, Mr. Mercedes Parramatta, was... Um, it was... Five dollars into three eighty, three seventy some joints uh, from nine a.m. They did not miss. Relentless. Curly, Curly should we uh, talk about Queensland? Yeah. Firstly, uh, let's should we do a little bit of a uh, racing sort of style Dutch ruddering? <laughs> yeah, let me just lay back. Do it to me, Jack. <laughs> who's who's holding this hand here, Curl, uh, Pete, or do you want to do one each? <laughs> It's gonna Can we get some? Uh, can we get some baby wipes? 
I'm talking to my neighbour, actually. <laughs> what if I just sit on my right hand for a few minutes and let it go dead? <laughs> uh, disgusting. Yeah, we'll you get a job in proper racing media. Um, anyway, well done, mate, with Almedo. $13, you tipped it. It started what? Uh, five ninety something on on five, uh, the exchange, I think. Yeah, and you and you and you declare just a just a completely gap win and place Kisikano, and also not deliberately, but you've also said the layer horse which decided to buck the rider hundred meters in. So it's been a complete and utter feel for anyone who watched the show on Thursday. If it was a feel for you, and you are a non-payer, change it up twenty bucks a week. Twenty bucks a week will buy it. Not even half a pack of darts. Third, do the right thing. It's a six pack of beer. We were talking about this pre before the show. If you bet, if you bet ten thousand dollars per unit, how much are they up? How much are they up for? Oh, ten thousand dollar per unit punters um, <laughs> on my set, Jack, would be winning. I worked this out. Four point uh, six mil. Four hundred and fifty two thousand seven hundred eighty. Oh, but what I did do. It was 452780 which was actually factually incorrect because they would have cost them $80 for yeah. the set. For yeah, the forget month. that sub. We've got to be 100% accountable, right? That's, that's what we do here. Yeah. So, yeah, get on board, support support girls because uh, he deserves it. This information's red hot. And he appreciates it. Um, not only was I sort of suggesting it was a lay at $4, Simply Fly Jack, it went off 260 Oh, like two seventy the fair. It was oh. staggered. Um, and I'll... I reckon the race caller might have taken some of that four dollars. He doesn't watch the show because not one mention of uh, young gun Stephanie Thornton's health or mobility or anything. It's just ah oh, ah oh, the putters. Oh, she, it's Buck the rider. The favourites Buck the rider putters. Oh, the poor putters. That's amazing. Uh, it was welcomed. Uh, welcome to the narrative. Anyway, um, we could pos- possibly, I don't know where to start. You sort of mentioned, you know, about the Waller horses and um, the, some money there. I'll, we can probably, I'll probably start there when we talk about Queensland. Um, anyone that watched the show and, and watched Uncle Chris when he was on the show and Uncle Chris talking about, you know, being a creature of habit, um, it's the same with the betting trends and the betting fluctuations on their horses. Look, we've been, I've been banging on this forever. Um, you know, there was a couple of uh, examples on Saturday at Doombin. Um, race two. Now, I did send, I did mention in this in the preview that this was a, this was purely a weight scale betting race. This, and I should have bet earlier on Star Dome. Um, it was down in weight. Everything was up in weight basically. And uh, just with the Waller, you just, you know, had two in the in the race. Humboldt Current went up favourite at three ten. Stardome went up at six dollars. Stardome's ended up SPing two eighty. Humboldt Currents SPed five thirty. The fair. What do you reckon happened? Stardome lobs behind the leader, rails in run, pisses in. Humboldt Currents last getting held up up the straight. Coincidentally, probably because of the way the track played. The market doesn't lie. These horses invariably they run well when the money's there. Um, Probably the only frustrating one for me when it come to the Waller Runner was I fucking in my voice updates, which were gold by the way. 
it was very like very very exciting. The first ever uh, voice update was spot on. It was like a weather forecast. What was it? Tycoon Evie and Easy Far. No, Race. no, you did you did a test though. It said like. Oh, sorry, uh, I sent the first. Yeah, my very first voice memo it was uh, Doomin Racing uh, Queensland Racing at Doomin today. The forecast is weather fine, pockets full. Yeah. <laughs> um, race six was one that was like I was a bit sick on because I said Tycoon Evie lead easy, easy far probably box seats. I'm not going to send any units in this race because I think Tycoon Evie probably wins, but I, it's like below my rated price now. I can't come into it. If you're looking to have a bet, you'd be having something each way to six, but I'm not going to send any units on it. Goodness me. Yeah, that's a voice memo that's part of the service. Doesn't I don't get the credit for the W, you know, on our cannibal betting advice and result sheets that we update after we bet. But for those that got the stuff, I've got a few inboxes to say tss and yar and I reckon tss, is it mailbag's like number one sort of catch cry from the from the punters if we do go well. Tss. But again, it was a horse that at the de- death $14 into 11s, um, while a horse with a map, the money's there again late, you know. It's, it's Luke Dittman, is that, didn't he have a race named after him on the same day? That's his dad, the Mick oh, Dittman. Mick Dittman. Yep. But, you know, it's another thing that we've discussed on this show plenty of times, the Dittman-Waller combo is the, it's a thing, you know. Um, hey, so they, listen. Run, they run well um, when the money's there. Obviously, Luke couldn't get to the 54 to ride start home earlier in the day, but um, so be it. Probably uh, as far as race reviews are concerned, I just wanted to touch on race eight. And I think by this time, we had established a rails in run pattern. Um, actually, woo back. I'll do race seven. So we had established a rails in run pattern. Um we backed GTT and Cardiff. Now, the reason why I sent these two bets is because I thought GTT would cross to the fence first and then Cardiff would cross it. Um, uh, there was um, – which was looking likely until um, uh, from the outside of those horses, how wonderful life is sort of exploded out of the machines and went forward the eight with Lee Kilner on. So that sort of left Cardiff OSL um, and GTT behind the leader. Now, I'm going to try something a bit tricky for me here. Uh, and I want to just show something about this race. Um, bear with me, sorry. I'm going to try and sh- share my screen. Because we talk, I've talked, I talk about this a lot. You know how I talk about one of my pet hates is when you're on a horse that's OSL and it doesn't get up on the leader's girth and can't shut the gate of the horse behind it? Like one of my absolute pet hates that, when the jockeys sort of, you know, hang off, um, the jockeys hang off the outside, the the leader, so the behind the leader sort of gets up and right under its neck and pushes it 3D. Really annoys me. So just make sure I'm I'm on the right screen here. Not the right screen. Sorry. Let me try again. Here we go. Okay. So see here? 
working. So there's GTT4 in the fence. Cardiff is going to cross it, but how wonderful life is. Anyway, it's uh, it's been set alight and put the pace on. So now we see the two horses that were back there behind the leader. They're still It's still technically rails in run until that point because it's travelling strong. And then GTT, the horse being the other bet. Um, and then Embrace Me was another rails in run horse, Mayozi, which was a bit stiff as well. So watching the rails in run horses here, and then I'm just going to scroll along a bit here. So there's GTT in the purple. It's a little bit blurry probably, is it? Um, and this is the part that I like the best. Like They've sort of eased the tempo a little bit there, and I thought GTT was a chance to sort of come off the fence, but obviously rode the rail here, and we get to a point on the corner here where there, it looks like GTT is going to push Cardiff out of the way for a stride just here somewhere, and then Mick Carl now he's just shuts the gate on him. Like he's kept his momentum and shut the gate on the horse on the inside row tight, like exactly what you want to see when you're on the horse OSL. Like, hold your fucking spot. He did. Um, and that was the difference in the race. You could argue GTT should have, you know, should have won and embraced me who ran third, come from three back the fence. If Mick Carl gets bullied there and pushed out of the way, it's a different result. But, um, you know, he's holding, he's held his spot and that was the difference. Um, thought, he rode, thought he rode super on the day. Sort of felt like, not, I don't know, felt like we got away with one there. GTT would have been... A slightly better result, but um, yeah, I just wanted to highlight that you know because I, I, we've seen it in Perth, um, saw it in, in WA on a few of Pistols bets in the last few days. Just jockeys on horses just refusing to sort of kick up and hold a spot on turning and just end up three and four deep on the corner after being OSL. Mm. Like, geez, it frustrates me. Um, well, so some of the shit that Pistol has to deal with, like. Holy hell. The less that's said about that Scarp side meeting yesterday, the better. Because I watched more of it than I should have, you know? It was just... I know the straight, it's the longest straight, and they're probably, you know, still getting used to the fact that they're riding, say, a 430-metre straight Pinjara versus a 330-metre straight. But we were half hypothesising, you know, me and a couple of other WA punters, that they'd be going too early, you know, really trying to, like, get into their gears, but, like, top of the straight... 400 to go and going, oh, shit, we're going a little bit. Too. No, they, they left it too late. You're seeing horses like just under a hold at the 200. I would have, I would have taken like a dollar forty, dollar twenty. that they'd all leave it too late because they all yeah. overthink it. Anyway. What not... about that one we were on in the last at like 50s or something you tipped yesterday? Or yeah, well, 40s? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Is there any chance that. anyone getting going on them yeah. over there this weekend? And that. Uh, the answer is no, obviously. Yeah, should should have placed, um, I think, but anyway. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think the other race... I'll show you an example, Curls, of what you're talking about was, uh, I got lost and we were on, but Immortal Love yesterday. Craig yeah. knew it was like, he just held them all where he wanted them and it has had to find that balance between, because it's hard at Flemington, as in losing momentum to hold your spot or just going for broke. But he, he, like, really held him in a pocket as long as he could. It's like he knew that's where the winners are going to come from and my horse isn't going as good as it looks like it's going because it was looked like it was trucking up to win. And then all the winners, the winner came up the inside, second horse came up the inside. As soon as he opened that door, boom. Yeah. Um, 
the race seven was the Mick Dippen plate uh, three-year-old race. I'm sort of anticipating most of these go to the Gold Coast Guineas in a fortnight. Um, race eight. Race eight. Race eight, sorry, the Mick Dippen plate. So this is where uh, – this is the Simply Fly lay. This is what I couldn't understand, right? So we knew that rails in run was hot, but we also knew Simply Fly was going to be last of the fence because it's got no – it's got no speed from the start to the 400, right? But the market kept coming for it, which is, I thought it was a bit strange. I didn't think it was going to get, you know, you're going to be last defence. You're going to need some favours or a brilliant ride. Now, the winners come from last defence, and it was a fucking bloody brilliant ride. So this is the start of the race, um, just to show you where the winner star comes from and what happens here. So we're watching inside gate, black and red stripes, red sleeve, black and yellow stripes, yellow cap, red sleeves, inside gate is the favourite. Um, is that working? Yep. Um, you can see this here. So that's simply fly with the white winkers there inside. There's the eventual winner back with it. And then we say, wait. Glad she's go. okay. Everything's well there. She looks fine on uh, Pistol said her social media account says that she looks uh, well. <laughs> Everything's okay. Um, all right. So I'm just going to just speed up just a little bit so we see positioning runs here. Like we know it's a hot rail and we've got – okay. So we've got Leader Zeri, Les Kelly's horse, Noble War, I think. The Cummings horse, Andermart – no, not Andermart. What was it called? Uh, Andamart. Yep. Kamasi trailing the fence as well. So I thought those horses sort of landed in, in good positions that needed a little bit of luck. Garoppolo, uh, his second last of the fence. The eventual winner there um, that Mick Carl's on there, um, Lord Olympus. He was sort of half lucky to stay on his feet, really, after almost getting knocked over. Well, just missed. Didn't almost get knocked out. Like it didn't make contact. I don't think, but like just missed. So that's the winner there. Sort of last defence. So I sort of thought from this point here that we're going to see Cummings horse and that Kamasi like stay close to the fence and be a chance here. They weren't going overly quick for the class. Um, so you watch these two up here, up Maloney and Mally, and both fence in run. They both come off the fence. Um, and it allows Garoppolo and the winner who stayed win rails in run as well. But certainly early parts of the straight stays very close fence as well. Um, so getting held up. No, sort of there's no there's hardly been anything making ground out here all day. And there's the winner still tucked in behind them close to fence. Didn't really want to come off heels until late, like inside the last sort of furlong. And um Great ride. Brilliant ride. Um ride won the race. Like so there's Sort of, I thought Mick Carr sort of took the honours on the weekend, based not just because he rode two winners, but the different types of rides. He's able to be outside the leader on Cardiff and shut the gate on the inside horse, which um, won in the race, and then you know a weaving ride through there. Um, I thought it was pretty good as well. So, poor old <sighs> Andrew Mallion flew down to Melbourne yesterday. Just ride how awesome. You know, have a look where it's ended up. Like it's been like it. It's in a good spot, that uh, Kamasi there on the rail. And as soon as they come to the outside, they just got nothing. There's no run on at all from like, any horse there in that race. Um, so on review, there's um, you know there's a couple of horses there that that did you know sort of come from that spot that you know, might have looked um, 
okay to the eye, but it might be a little bit better than sort of what you give them credit for. So huge amount of review to come out of that meeting. I think there'll be some there'll be some um, gems there. Um, but as we get further into the winter carnival, we see more and more horses coming from Sydney and Melbourne. And um, there was some talk about some horses' performances over the weekends. Uh, that that staying race three-year-old in Melbourne yesterday that you were on, Jack, um, through Irish eyes. Yeah. It's coming to the Queensland Derby, for example. So, you know, a lot of these local Queenslanders really needed to get a result early in the carnival before the better ones start coming. So, Didn't it wobble in the last 100 and just make you clench a little bit? I puckered. Mm. Mm. But, no, uh, you didn't, Peter? Too good to pucker? Got no, no need to pucker anymore. Um... Look, apart from that, like it wasn't a, like it wasn't a, wasn't a bad meeting. Almedo, which is it was a nice watch because at the, like while it led and went out nine point nine lengths quicker than average to the six hundred, um, at the furlong marker that Waller horse reloaded was the danger, and that's when I started giggling because like <laughs> reloaded wouldn't ran past me if it measured me up at the furlong. <laughs> so. Uh, interesting. Another big winner. I think another good performance was Skins in the last. Um, I think it's a horse that's going places this this uh, winter. And why wouldn't you be going places when you've got DVD negotiating your puck? Let's quickly talk about some, some Perth. Like, don't watch it. Just talk about it. Um, firstly, outstanding sort of GIF. Not GIF work. You are the king of the GIF, but... Just outstanding artwork there with the, the exploding head, which Peter uh, will put in the somewhere in the show. A link to that YouTube that you made me watch at, at um, Caulfield on Saturday. Uh, she's she is God. She's God to you. Just that we're we talking about rides of intent. Absolutely pissed in. Like first up at Pinjarra, the horses jumped the best in the field. No intent to lead from Chris Parnham. And he sat in the coffin. The eventual leader, image keeper, with Pike on board, goes straight to the front. And I love it. It's just, it's a classic be on me next start. You could have led, didn't lead. The leader then wins and you chase it home. There's a gap to third. If you led, you beat the leader. It's not really that hard, surely. And then you get Tash Faithful jumping on board. It's clearly just been given an instruction. Ride the horse comfortable out in front. She, well, no one else really wanted to lead. She's running along at a fast tempo and produced the best figure in the car. Thank you very much, Tash. Bless your cotton socks. We love you, Tash. Not a hard game. It's not a hard game. Well, that's it's easy. You know, what can you do? Troy Turner made it difficult for himself yesterday on the other God bet that we that you said. God. Jack, on acting God, when he jumped a length in front. Oh, and then decided true. to sit outside a $100 shot and a $300 shot who wanted to be inside him on a slow uh, tempo. Yeah. Troy. What? I think you're right. I think the long straight completely bamboozled everyone, the new track. Yeah. 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 Big, uh, big shout out to, to Dates who has been very, very busy the last uh, little month or so, but he, he basically sent me a message going, did he wait until he was headed by three lengths to get busy on that horse? <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Anyway, that will be a another horse I'll probably butter up with next start. 
I've got one piece of news quickly. I don't want to go too long, too much longer. I've said enough this week, but we did touch on the jockey that changed his name by deed, polled and opened betting accounts, but still got <laughs> his old name. A few we touched on that a little bit. We don't have a Northern Territory correspondent on the show, um, but Terry Trichel, who was the jockey who changed his name by deed, polled to Daniel Jack Smith, like. <laughs> Anyway, so he got eight years. He got suspended for eight years um, on those related betting charges. Oh, so he got four more years and weird. <laughs> what a game. Um, I haven't read... I, re- I skimmed the, the finding, but I didn't read anywhere where he received like a leniency for the genius of his crime. I think he was entitled to a little bit of leniency. <laughs> For the content he's created. Well, look, um, if we get a, if we get another horse that needs a name, let's call it that. What was it? Daniel Jack Smith. Well, yeah. Or at least DJ uh, Smith. DJ Smith. At, at least one thing we have learned is that there is no like uh, blanket sort of guideline of what you get, what penalty you get for a jockey betting. It ranges from a ten thousand dollar fine to eight years. Righto. This week. Pretty lean week in Victoria, guys. Must be picking apart the maidens from home in the office, to be honest. Um, sale tomorrow. Ballarat Wednesday. Like, like, even even Jacko said there's no fucking way I'm going to Ballarat. And I haven't even asked Peter. So, um, you might get many out mail tomorrow from sale. If Jacko goes, I will do all the prices. Um, similar setup to what we had last Wednesday at, at Bendigo, which worked well. Uh, but you, you'll get prices and many of mail Saturday at Sandown, provided uh, nothing enormous happens in this house. We have a, um, in Queensland, we have a public holiday today. Really? And Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what the day is for. But anyway, we have a public holiday in Queensland. So the racing action is at... Mount Isa. <laughs> where we have a five-card non-tab meeting. <laughs> and we raced at Bow Desert and Sunny Coast yesterday. Anyway, um, Toowoomba Wednesday is my next uh, betting. We've got a midweek metropolitan meeting. On track? At Toowoomba. I'm going to be on track. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. And then uh, Saturday, we have just the two provincial meetings, which is brilliant. I'll be doing Eagle Farm and Bow Desert, who I've made my biatch after yesterday. And plan on doing it again this Saturday. Pistol, anything to add? No. Uh, I've got Albany today, including the Jericho Cup qualifier. So the winner, the winner gets what? flown to Victoria to race in the Jericho. Very exciting. Oh, wow. Wow. Right. That's one of the weirdest things. I've seen. That's a $100,000 race at Albany. Yep, over 3100 Is Albany at the, like, the arse of WA? Is that the, am I thinking of the right place here? I think it's a fishing town. Is it on the south coast? 
Yeah. I, th- I think we'll I saw Air video of Malcolm Douglas's thing once. It's a long way from Perth, yeah. Oh, they go was... catch a certain type of stuff, or maybe they go pearling down there. They used to have whaling down there back in the day. Whaling. Fuck, if anyone's still watching, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot uh, what we're recording. Let's sorry. stop recording and start talking proper shit. <laughs>